Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Welcome to our podcast, We Can't Be the Only Ones. I'm fabulously gorgeous Gail. And I'm your regular B. <laughs> your regular B. It, ha- it had to be said. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. This is going to be a packful, insightful, just drama filled if you're doing something just sit down and stop you're gonna have to because it's my week (laughs) there you go but before we start my week we have our moment of gratitude what are you grateful for this week i don't go first this week i have to go first because it's my week okay (laughs) we do this all the time I should write that down on this sheet. <laughs> Which week is who? Okay, and I, I'm all ready for my grateful. I am grateful for my friend, Patty Dane. Okay. Patty has, um, you can find her on um, Instagram and she on Facebook. She rescues Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for one, want one, or have one that needs to be placed, find her. It's uh, P-A-T-I-D-A-N-E, and she'll be more than happy to help you. And if you're looking for one, she'll definitely help you with that as well. But I'm just not grateful that she rescues great, um, da- I'm sorry, Dalmatians. Did I say Great Danes? I think so. Dalmatians, the black and white little dogs. Um, the dogs with, uh, a, what's that woman with the black and white outfit? The Disney. Corella DeVille. Corella DeVille She's a woman dog. after my own heart. Yes. So, but I'm really grateful for her because um, last week you may have heard that Ryson had a cough and wasn't feeling well. We found out that he has um, a collapsed vertebrae, which is very common in small dogs. And the medication is quite expensive. Patty, with her connections and having to care for dogs all the time, she has a couple places that will make up the medication. We're hopeful. I have to get the names. But she was just so willing to help and jumped right on it. And I'm just so, I'm so blessed to have such people in my life that would reach out and help without a hesitation, without a moment's hesitation. So I'm very, very grateful. It's it's very common that I'm not going to have to put out a couple hundred dollars a month for medication for rice. And a dog that I said I'd never spend more than $50 at a time for anything. I spend more than that buying him clothes and a bed. But that's another story. A bed? Well, no, the, no I mean, combination. Because usually when I buy a bed, <laughs> he might get a new sweater or something to go with it. How many beds uh, does he have? 
One, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah, this one. And this bed <laughs> is really a car seat. It's really a car seat. Oh. See? The pampered life. Yes. He deserves it, though. Ryston is such a good puppy. And I love that your friend is doing that. That's a good thing. Because I know a lot of people... Um, I mean, dogs are good companions. Pets are good companions. So I think a lot of people could do well with one if that's something that you can take on. Yep. Yeah. So Alina and I are going to go visit the cat's place next week. See, there so, you go. I mean, love on whatever animal you can, however you can. There you go. Um, so I am grateful for homework mm. um not like i guess um you know we, therapy you'd have your homework that you do and i have really like the process of like getting my notes together and just the homework portion of it um because at least in therapy is more so about personal development for me at this point in time and I'm beginning to kind of see the fruits of that labor and, you know, what we've worked on. So I'm just so very thankful for homework because, you know, when you are, if you think about it from a school setting to, at least for me, this is Berlin school experience. I love to learn. So even like when I talk about PBS, that's technically homework to me. Yeah. Schooling. It's schooling. <laughs> So I think part of it is, you know, it's great to have, I think knowing and understanding are two separate things. So you can know a, a lot of things, but understanding them are two, like being able to apply it because the learning is an action. And so I'm just thankful for the process of homework, the homework that I do on myself, which is my home. You know, um, so I'm thankful for homework. Well, that's good. And you do it. So, because a lot of people get homework and don't do it. I, in, in general, <clears throat> generally speaking. So it's not, it's yeah. not helpful. Yeah. So you got to do the work. Right. And I think a lot of the times, if we can go off topic, if we go back to gratefulness. And this is generally speaking, whether or not you have, to me, whether or not you have small children or you're an adult learning about yourself or a college student in school. Like a lot of people want to get from zero to 100 and you have to do the little work in between. You just don't get there. And if you are there, you probably have to work backwards. If you were plopped into a place of privilege, you got to work backwards because you're in a place of yeses. Yes. Yes. So the homework always continues. And so, again, it's just, you know, the process of it all. So I'm just really thankful for that. And I think that's something to teach kids. Like, there is a process to this because it needs to be applied later. I said that this week. You stole that sentence from me. I said that to you. I was standing in the kitchen realizing that there's a process to everything and we must teach Alina the process. There you go. Yay. Okay, so now we're to my topic. Yeah, we're good. Ah, this is so terrific. I'm so excited. 
I have no topic. I love that when I never have a topic because <laughs> I'm going to share my week's adventures. Okay. So it's been an exciting week for me. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> and this is like 25, 30 minutes. It can be all about me. No, but it, I share it with others. So. Okay. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that was a, a happy and a sad moment this week, Cecily Tyson, earlier this week, mm-hmm. she was interviewed on CBS because I get up in the morning, CBS comes on at 7, and I watch CBS. And there she was with Gail being interviewed, mm-hmm. talking about her life experience and how she realized she needed to use her acting as a platform because she got in when there were no blacks. She did things Mm -hmm. when there were no black women roles Mm -hmm. and she needed to, to, to open the door and she needed to make that her cause. Mm -hmm. And she, but, but she never, you know, did the protest or anything, but she did it in other ways where she was. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get to see all of the interview because I had to go to work. But I saw that part and that inspired me. And I thought, you know, we need to do, what am I doing where I am? Or what have I done where I am to move the cause and forward? And, and what is the cause? Mm-hmm. You know, on one hand, I'm a Christian, so I want people to know the Lord and to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. But at the same time, I am an, an African-American woman that I want freedoms for the African-Americans, mm-hmm. for black Americans, whatever you call yourself. I grew up being called colored, Negro, black, and an African-American. So mm-hmm. pick one. And it was so funny because when they adapted to um, black, my grand, the African-American, my grandmother was like, we are colored. We are Negroes. We are not. No, Afri- we are Negroes. <laughs> None of us have been to Africa. We are Negroes. She was so funny, but she didn't like that color. Mm-mm, she did not. She took that like she, she took that like somebody was making her drink vinegar mm. when somebody called her colored. She never said anything to them. So, and I thought about that. What am I doing? Okay. And, and I sort of looked back over my life and I I remember I've always been a manager ever since I was 14 years old and at some job somewhere Mm -hmm. and maybe subconsciously not realizing it. I always tried to hire the underdog, the person that somebody said, they're not going to do good. Come on, let's try to do good. Okay. You know, regardless of what their color, you know, I've done marches, protests, but I don't know that I ever picked, I I always went along with someone else. If it sounded like a good thing, let's go. You know, with, um, I've done things with the Black Panthers when I was younger that cannot ever be spoken of. (laughs) And, but again, it was never at my where I sat down and had a light bulb moment that this will help my people. Okay. I was always part of some other bigger group and almost always sort of on the fringe of it, never really in the middle of it. 
And even down here with the voting and, you know, I, I helped make phone calls when they did the protest, although I wouldn't go. I did Zoom meetings, talking to people before they went, what to, you know, beware of, to look for. But again, someone came to me and asked me. So do you want to come up with the idea? Is so that what we're saying? Well, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, I mean... Is that, is that really enough? How many people are, that are listening, are, are you a focal point where you've come up with something and ran with it? Or are you just on the fringe of things? And if you're just on the fringe, as in many cases I have been, I still think you've done an important thing. Yeah, it's like a bee colony. You know, you have worker bees. Yes. You have people who play different roles um, to make the whole ecosystem go. So I don't know that it matters whether or not you are a leader. It matters what type of leader you are. But I mean, depending on what you got going on, you could be a leader. You could be a follower. You could be a helper. You can, you can do all these different roles and still make an impact. Yes. Regardless, because at the end of the day, what you have to offer is what you have to offer. So long as you're offering it, because some people don't offer nothing. They complain. That's about the extent of it. Yeah, they offer nothing one way or another. Life happens, but they offer nothing. There is no movement. Um, period. So I think there's like a spectrum of it, but at the same time, I do feel like it doesn't matter what position you hold so long as you under, back to understanding, understanding and doing the work to make sure that you're aware and you have knowledge and working knowledge of the things that you are supporting. You know, I think a lot of the time people say that they are these things and they're just trying to find a home. Or trying to go in and become the star, and I, the star is already there. Yeah, like you're trying to become the bee of the of the queen, the queen bee, bee, and there's already a queen. There's already a queen bee on the podcast. <laughs> oh, you very <laughs> walked into that one. <laughs> well, and really it's did. like when I was in high school when Martin Luther King was murdered. Um, we went to school because we didn't know what else to do. You didn't stay home. You went to school that day. And um, we were in school and I went to Woodrow Wilson, which is basically at the time was more whites than blacks. And we're in school and the black kids want to leave. And Principal Bristol was like, no one will leave the building. I mean, they locked the doors, chained the doors. We couldn't leave because Camden High across town, the black high school was marching. They were already litty. I love to see it. And the black kids at Woodrow Wilson wanted to go. Well, that was the one time I reacted because I was the only girl that took auto shop and print shop. And I knew there was a door window that you could walk out and you could get out. They never locked it. 
So I spread the word and everybody gathered and we went out and I was the first one out, opened it and I was the last one because I wanted to close it back to leave it how we found it. And we went on to march, do our little thing for the day. The next day I left and went on a trip for Europe with with the school. And when I came back, my I'll never forget the look on my grandmother's face when I was like all excited about my trip. And she goes, we need to talk about re- you rea- your reactions to things. She says, you need to think them through. She said, when you go to school tomorrow, you're, about, you're going to be suspended because you let a whole troop of students out. And guess where? what was right above that doorway? The principal office? Yeah. So they were in there writing down everybody's name. Oh my God, you don't even need cameras. No. That was like. We had no cameras. They were just writing down everything. That's what I'm saying. You didn't even need cameras to figure out who left. Oh, they can see y'all. So I just want to let you know that the next oh time goodness. you have your little revolt, you might want to uh, pick a, a better exit. Oh my goodness, Gil. <laughs> so that, back to what I was saying. Yes, you have to have people and again it doesn't necessarily i think you know your cause doesn't even sometimes your cause doesn't even need to be outside of yourself if that's all you can manage you know like i think part of it is that every you know there's like a especially now like on social media where you see like the pressure, but what did you do? And da 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 da. Right. And there's a lot of brow beating. But at the same time, like sometimes people are just trying to make it through the day. And you would have never thought Cecily Tyson was really doing anything big, big but existing. Uh-huh. But she was in her place to do what she needed to do. Yes. However, and, she needed to do it. And then she passed later in the week. And I was so touched that I got to see her last interview. Mm-hmm. And then um, a part of the interview that I missed on the day that, the day after she passed, Gail was reminiscing about it that morning on the show. And she said, not knowing, I mean, she was 80, 80 or 90? 96. And she said, you know, she was, I didn't, I had no premonition that this woman was going to pass so soon. Yeah. She said, but I asked her. When the time comes, what is it that you would like people to remember about you? Mm-hmm. And she thought, and she looked down, and she looked up at Gail, and she said that I did my best. Oh, you did? Oh, my God. I bawled like a big old baby, like I'm about to cry again. That There's just, tissue right there, Gail. <laughs> that no, touched no. me so yeah. much because she, and really, when you come down to it, we just all need to do our best. Yeah. Whatever our best is. Yeah. So that was just such a moving thing for me. And then in between that, on the news, came a woman that was uh, talking about how she was so upset that they had that, the guy that stormed the Capitol had that t-shirt on that said about the um, concentration camp. Okay. And that the Jewish revolt that that's coming that's greater more jews have been injured harassed or killed in the last four years oh my and that is on an uptick and that she they're just they don't know what to do 
mm. you know, and they they rem they reminisce about the Holocaust, keeping that fresh in people's minds to know that uh, these things happen, and you know, to try to help people in a peaceful, more mode, which. I, we live in a Jewish neighborhood, and I thought, well, I have some Jews that don't even speak to me. Shouldn't we be banding together? So armed with Cecily Tyson. You're, you're starting a multiracial coalition. Yes! That's what I, yes! Yes! So the next time I walk the dog, the yeah, same two women so I speak funny. to that never speak to me, I spoke to them. And I know they're Jewish. The reason I know I'm not because of how they dress and that they are speaking Yiddish. And the only reason I even know a little bit of Yiddish because my mother spoke Yiddish. Mm-hmm. And I just point blank stopped them and said, I speak to you every day and you do not speak to me. Why? We're in a pandemic. Well, okay. You got that. <clears throat> but still, wave. Well, that. Well, I, I was thinking of the word speak. Well, okay. you know, they could wave. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge, you know, something. Because okay. I sometimes wave. I don't speak. And, and they're like, well, you know, sometimes we're just talking. Okay. That's I'm, rude, though. I'm thinking we should, you know, gather together. That's rude. And then we had a little incident where someone broke into our cars and I got to speak to a Jewish neighbor across the street. And I asked him, I said, do you feel like the synagogues and places like that are more in danger than normally? And he said, it's been a heightened thing. He says, we never um, Mm -hmm. had a security guard. Um, That's why the development got a security guard rather than a gate. Yeah. And um, at the synagogue down the street, he said, we actually, there's a policeman inside. You can't see him because you don't go there. And I said, you know, we should kind of, you know, band these groups together. And he just kind of gave me an odd little look like, okay. And he went back to his house. But I, I think that's something that we haven't really explored enough because I think Jews think blacks don't like Jews. And that's not true. I've spoken to some friends of mine this week about that very same thing. And I mean, in church, out of church, um, some a couple people back from high school, we were always raised that the Jewish were the uh, promised people and we should treat them well, never go against them, always support them. That's how we were raised. Mm-hmm. So why they would think, because I guess people do say, you know, terrible things about them and to them, but they say terrible things about us too. So we should band together. I mean, I'll say this as a person with a very multicultural friendship group. I mean, that's really is where it happens. Like it happens. We're so segregated um, pretty much everywhere. Even Miami segregated as much as a melting pot it claims to be people live in their pockets and they only Mm -hmm. associate with their pockets um and when you do have when you have friendship with people that are like outside of your group just generally speaking you get to be able to exchange thoughts and ideas and people aren't doing that now more more so than ever So we weren't already doing that prior where we were, you know, and I know there's a, um, 
what is it? I got to find that stat. I'm going to look it up. Um, but it's kind of a stat where it's like black people or people of color will say that they have friends outside of their groups that are of different races, quote unquote. Um, but white people, when they're asked that same question, they don't. Hmm. So again, it's really about how you develop and cultivate a friendship with someone. Like, is it just that surface level where you're like, oh, hey girl, how are you? I'm good. Mm -hmm. Bye. That People can loosely call that friends. If you know, however they fall. But if you're not having like conversations with people and sharing, I think it's hard. And we, Gail always got her phone. I know. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. But yeah, I think that's just something to be cultivated. And it wasn't in our previous society. No. And um, that is something to really, truly look. Which again, the whole multiracial coalition, I think isn't a bad idea at all. Like you need people that are different. You need diversity in thought. Because if they're going to attack a Jewish synagogue, they're not also attacking the Baptist church down the street. They're just not that well prepared. So, and they don't always happen at the same time. So if we had a multiracial coalition and you felt like you might've heard a little snippet someplace on the FBI or whoever's train of thought that they might be attacking a synagogue, walk down to the Baptist church and say, folks, we may be having a little problem down here for the next couple of weeks. Is there anyone who could come help us? Do you guys, can we borrow your security or maybe park outside to, to see a bigger presence of people? You know, just, and, and do that and, and go down there and help them out. Yeah, but that still requires um, conversations that people need right. to have. So that's, that's, that's the baseline of it all is that people, I mean, if you, as a listener, count how many, if you were to count 12 friends, are they different or what do they have in common and what don't they have in common? Or would you, or, or are they, or you have people outside of the 12 friends that you would even call a friend that's not black or white or well, in your group? <laughs> Exactly. So I think so maybe that, you need to expand your list. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where it is. It's, again, we are so segregated. That is, is your problem. Is their problem. Is that problem. But not necessarily seeing that there, there's a string that's connecting us. And it's our problem. No one should have to live in fear of anything because of hate yes so i i get that but i think that's really if there was like it's hard it's hard to see someone as an enemy that's your friend you know what i mean like it's hard to turn on someone it's it's very easy for you to say you know i don't really know what they're going through so i'm gonna just stay out of it Versus when you, you kind of see it as a human thing and not a they, them thing. 
But at the same time, I think humans are kind of wired to know apples from oranges and to be a little bit tribal. But this is not the point in time when we need to have tribalism. We need to have unity. Or gather the tribe to go help another tribe. However, but that's unity. To communicate yeah. with other tribes within your group. And look around in your neighborhood. I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood where we had Jewish, white, lots of black, Hispanic. Not so many Hispanics, but there were some there. And we never thought anything about it. I mean, the Catholic church, we would go. I've been to every church because they were in the neighborhood. We just went. It wasn't like you, you're a Catholic or you can't. I was so unused to it when I traveled to Europe and we went to a Catholic church. I went up for communion and the people in the group were like, aren't you Baptist? When I came back, I said, yeah. Oh, you can't get communion. Getting communion at Catholic church, I can't even think about how long. But you're not Catholic. It's the same blood and bread. Okay, move on. I just, it just, yeah, we that, set, and that's a way of we separate ourselves in the most insignificant things. Mm -hmm. Like you can't have communion over here because what? I mean, that's society. It's, again. We need red, to work to remove redlining. Isn't yes. Redlining is a word because they actually created it. They actually made it happen. So again, there's an architecture to what's going on, and that's where it's like if you don't understand that there's an architecture to why there's like a lottery and who can move ahead in life and not because I don't believe in meritocracy. I just don't believe in that. That would be a word we might have to look up later. <laughs> You're so funny. Could you spell it for the other people like myself? Meritocracy. S was like 13 letters. <laughs> You're so funny. You've never heard of meritocracy. Okay. So it's basically almost like you work hard enough and you'll get there. What's another word for meritocracy? Basically, that's what it is. If you work hard enough in this country, you will succeed. But that is not the truth. Okay. Some people work, actually, they're work slaves. And they never still, they worked hard. Yeah, but we built that Capitol building. That's another story. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh my God, Ryson, are you okay, darling? No, he's going to cough. Oh, okay. Merit, but how do you spell meritocracy? Oh, sorry. I don't want to get it wrong. M-E-R-I-T-O-C-R-A-C-Y. Oh, merit. Meritocracy. So merit, like a merit system. Yeah. Okay, see, now I get it. There you go. Yeah. Okay, it's a merit system. I thought it was, well, never mind what I thought it was spelled. It's almost 13 letters. That's okay. Five dollar words, girl. <laughs> that that degree is doing you well. <laughs> That's homework, actually. See, okay. That wasn't even a degree. But um come on, Ryston. I don't know. But yeah, we believe that this is a meritocracy and it's not. A lot of the things are 
by design, about by who, color, by class, by skin color within a group of people. Like it's just it's it's more pervasive than what we think. But again, I don't know. It, it just requires conversations to be had. And not even when I say like, even across educational lines, because I think a lot of the times we see panels of experts. Yes. Oh, that's like for the last four years. I'm so sick of a panel of experts. Could we just have normal people talking? Like That's why I stopped watching the news because it was just kind of like a panel of, and sometimes people weren't experts. There were people who probably had a nice sound bite at some point in time. I won't say who this person is I'm thinking about and ran with it. And so they got a, they got a job. Yeah. They got a job. And so it was just kind of like, again, why I like PBS. Give me my news and go. I don't want to hear your opinion. I want facts. I want things that I can look into later with a source and be able to then dig a little deeper. But that's not necessarily what's going on. It's superficial. It's so superficial. And that's how we started to live our lives, superficially. Yes. We don't really talk to people about anything that matters. For one thing, we're afraid we're going to touch on a toe and hurt somebody's feelings. For somebody, was that him? Yeah. Oh, Bison <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's somebody on your side. Farted. <laughs> That's he, your... you, who did it come from? From you. It's when like you did care. it happen? right now <laughs> okay he did go out folks he did it's, it's medication um, Anywho, all right we digress so we're not we're just and we need to open our airwaves and and talk more which yeah. moves me into a conversation i have with a young lady at my place of employment which i will not name or her name she was really distraught about something that someone had done with her. And I said, you know, why are they in your sitcom? And she said, what do you mean? I said, your life. Oh, you were so funny yes! about this. Your life is a sitcom. <laughs> so this is your life. You're the star. Why are they in your sitcom? Start writing people off the show. Yeah. And we sat there and talked about, you know, why I thought life was like a sitcom and it's my sitcom and then she's sharing some ideas about her sitcom and we even crossed over into some political thoughts racial thoughts I mean it, within like a 20 minute conversation we covered a lot of ground yes it was a blush but it was a full bore conversation that we both walked away with new information yeah, I mean, and and we but we don't we don't have those kind of conversations with people. It's no. like here, take this, go away. We wave and, and we keep going. We don't. I remember growing up when the ladies in the neighborhood and the men would talk about the happenings of what was going on in the news, what happened here, what happened there, and not vehemently or ugly with each other, just a sharing of like you say the facts. Yeah. And or, uh, do we need to do something to prepare ourselves or be ready? Mm -hmm. 
like like hurricane season kind of thing. Oh, speaking of which, hurricane season, we need to go through our bags to make sure. I was telling Alina around April to go through our bags to see if there's anything we need to take out and oh, replace. Oh, I, I dumped hers already. Okay. I didn't have much. Yeah, I told I dumped hers. And, and we digress. Oh, yes. yes sorry. <laughs> you were talking about hurricane, and I was like, wait. Well, and for us, it was air raid drills mm-hmm. where we went underneath the desk. And we faked an air raid drill. And years later, I found out that if the, a bomb had landed, sitting under that desk wasn't going to save oh, a single soul. It would have made you feel better. I, yeah. I guess it did. Right. I just thought that was the stupidest Because you can't have people running around. They, what, they just know where to find my dead body in classroom C, B, desk, front, center. Oh, you're so funny. I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand. At least let me try to make it home. Maybe I could see my grandma one last time. I, I'm going to die underneath the desk cowering. That was just uh, so humiliating. But anywho. <laughs> you digressing. <laughs> to be honest, that wasn't even me this time. <laughs> But I mean, we're taking but, turns here. But they actually had conversations about what was happening in the world with your neighbors. Yeah, we barely speak to our neighbors. I don't. I know one neighbor's name across the street, Cynthia. I don't know anybody else's name. I know Larry, but I mean, I really started walking the neighborhood like during the pandemic because I was like, I got to get fresh air. So, and before then, I don't think I had enough time to do that. Like, it was just kind of on the go. So, it afforded me some time to do that. And that's um, like where we shop. We don't shop consistently in the same places or neighborhood places. When we grew up, we did. So, the grocer knew us, knew yeah. our families, mm-hmm. knew things about us. So, there was a conversation, and they weren't all black, they were mixed. Of, of various and races, creeds, but we miss that, and I think that's why we're so detached. Yeah, and it's so easy to hate someone mm-hmm. because you don't really know someone that resembles the person you hate. Yeah, or, or have the you, choice to say, "I." You you have the choice and the reason why you don't mess with them. Because here's the thing: sometimes you just don't like people because you just don't like people. You know, like, I don't like you. Not Nothing to do with your skin complexion. I just... And it's not that I don't even like you. There aren't many people I don't like. They're not it's in your just, sitcom. There you go. They don't have you're, a role. There you go. They're and you, walking through. Or you're walking through. Crossing yes. over through theirs. So they don't necessarily have to be but liked, I, I but think, you don't dislike them to yes, hatred. Yes, so that's what I mean. But I think, again... Back to the whole John Punch thing that I spoke about a few weeks ago. That was probably a coalition. That is a coalition when you have a black man, an Irish man, and another white man say, you know, this is a bit much. Let's get together and leave here. And that was kind of one of those, let's mark this as different or let's mark this group to be pitted against this group. Because I... I, I'll do the research, but I'm pretty sure as memory serves me, you know, globalism does exist the way we know it now, but it did exist in the past as well, where people were able to trade thoughts, 
um, culture with one another. You know what I mean? So I don't think we were in silos like we are now. And it might just be a push and pull. You know, this might just be the way that humanity goes. But I think, again, part of it is that we're a lot of us are uncouth and uncultured. And I don't mean like knowing which fork is this or that. It's just we don't see the value of humans in other. We don't see the humanity in people we don't know. Even if they are thousands of miles away from you, speaking a different language from you. But we see the value in hating them. Which boggles me. The value of hating has become very worth it. I mean, there there must be a dollar value attached to it. People must be getting paid. Well, I'm pretty sure because I think... If you can have people hate and have discord among them, then they're not going to unite. So it does. There is a value in you not liking such and such just because. Because there's probably somebody else that's doing y'all even more dirty that you need to be paying attention to. But you're so worried about this little thing that means nothing that you're missing the mark, which is why I stopped watching the news when it came to Donald Trump, too. And I'm going to say his name now because that bitch is gone. (laughs) Not far away enough. But he's not in power. But um, bye, bitch. But I couldn't stand that man. Oh, my goodness. Really? I could not. I would have never guessed. Oh, my. Oh. (laughs) and here we speak of hatred (laughs) I said I I couldn't stand him I had good reason not to like him I did not not like him because he tanned himself to orange and had you know hair made of straw that's not the reason it's just not because I looked at him and was like I don't like him I don't like him because of the things that he does but part of it was like almost a red herring thing Like, there's so much being taken away from you. Your rights are being stripped away from you. And it hasn't just happened with Trump. You know, there was the Patriot Act. There were a bunch of different things that some of our liberties were being taken away from it, from us. And we were so busy, like, doing, distracted. And sometimes we're distracted and just, because it is superficial, not liking someone to continue to make sure that they are beneath us. And that's part of the whole superficial thing. Like we show our best selves all the time, not because we feel good, but in part to almost show others. And that's like with the conversation with Cecily Tyson, one of the things was a takeaway for me was she spoke of a director or someone that, um, she was having a conversation with over a dialogue and in this dialogue a young black man was being called father by the little boy or little girl and the guy was like no that's not correct she can't call him that that's what my children would call me and she she said she looked at him for a minute then she went oh this is a black man that can't have that kind of respectful title. Oh. 
he's not human. Yeah. And she said, but she couldn't, how does she retaliate without they're all losing their jobs? Especially at that point in so time, she taught. too. So she taught. She took it as a lesson moment to teach. And, and I think back to the reactionary thing. Instead of just open up a window and climbing out and not knowing what your surroundings are. So funny. You're so funny. (laughs) You know, be like a Cecily Tyson. Pay attention to your surroundings, who you're talking to, what's at jeopardy here. Because it wasn't just her that would lose a job. That young man might have lost a job that I'm Mm. sure he needed. So it was a way to address things that sometimes we have to be a kinder, gentler, and listen to, really listen to what people are saying and not just react and go through the window. Yeah. Because maybe at that moment, yes, you might get your point across, but you'll lose the battle. Yeah. I mean, again, everyone will approach things differently, but I think... If you're mindful, it helps. Well, see, and that's my point. I think we all need to be mindful. Mm -hmm. White, black, I don't care who you are. If you believe in Trump and you think you have a point of view, be mindful how you produce it. You don't have to storm the Capitol with, you know, a noose. You can still be mindful how you approach people and listen to hear their side. Well, that's another thing, Gail. A lot of people don't listen. Well, there, but that's what I'm that's, saying. That goes hand in hand. Reactionary is just reacting. When you're not reacting and you're really plotting out, you have to listen and then, then make a meaningful com- comment. Well, back to homework. Um, I in grad school I did a, a something on soft skills, and it's like basically undervalued. Like people really don't actively listen to one another. People there, there's that, and I think even with social media and the fact that we're so in our bubbles, our circles have gotten so tighter, and so. Um, it looks the same for the most part that we basically don't have that soft skills. Like it's not taught to, okay, you're, when you're actively listening, you're just listening to what that person has to say. You're not reacting, right? You're kind of in a state of flow with this person. And most people don't do that because the moment you say something they don't like, they latch onto that part and they're like, I got something for your ass for this one part, but not necessarily getting the other side of it. And people are multifaceted. You know what I mean? People, I'm a mom. I've been a, I'm a student of life. I'm a, you know, a manager. There's all these different roles that we all play and you're allowed to be able to kind of maneuver but i can't see that in you if we're not having that conversation like that okay yes you may feel this way about trump but we have gardening in common 
But whatever the case may be, I, that's still not a good enough reason for me to be friends with a child. I, I, I was like thinking about it, like I can't even think of a good reason why I would be like at this point in time. That's I, okay. Well, I, I have. Some I'm friends. pushing it. I'm pushing it. <laughs> I'm pushing it. That 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 do yeah know, support Trump. Yeah, we just don't talk about it. See, and but see, but maybe and, and we, but I think part part of the reason why we stopped talking about it is because it got so volatile. Just yeah. the convert as soon as everybody had, it's like. It's like instead of having a calm conversation with T, everybody threw the guns, the sticks. We're like, we've come to do battle because like, I think it's the most insulting thing somebody said, we're going to deprogram you. To who you? Oh no, they were saying that to Trump followers. They need to be deprogrammed. That, that, that is insulting. So you have to find other ways to talk to people because as soon as you say that conversation over, not listening, I'm I'm back to doing battle with you. Mm -hmm. And we have to try to talk to people not to have battle. Yeah. And or I think you are going to bump head and it's not about not having well bumping heads is one thing. Well, even the battle too, it's all relative, even the battle too. Fine, we fought. Now how do we get past this? Yeah. That, that's the other portion of it. It happened. Now what? Because one of my friends, it was like we stopped talking about it. And the other day I, I was speaking with him and he's talking about something. And I said, you know, it's not appropriate any longer not to talk about it. We need to clear the air here because... I, I, because the last, it was left very, not nasty, but I knew he didn't hear me. Mm-hmm. I said, and I really need you to hear what I'm saying. No, you want them to listen, not hear. Right. Well, well, listen, yes. But I, I said, we really need to clear the air about this and really discuss it. And so, you know, it took about 15, 20 minutes, but we did have the discussion. And so they're, they're still a supporter, and, but we, we've come to a better ground. Yeah, that's the, the other side of the conflict. And that's also a soft skill, which a lot of people And this is a have. person I would help if he needed something. I'm still not going to turn my back on him if he needs help. Yeah. Yeah. And Again, vice versa. Yeah, so it's just... People don't have soft skills, um, a lot of people, and it's still something that needs to be cultivated. And it's harder to do it now because people are only liking and, you know, scrolling on your Facebook to see what you're ranting about. And there's no real conversation. There's no tenor of your voice. There's no, you can't get intent from a text. No. You know, unless they Or even some kind of photo. Yeah. I think there is something to that human connection and being able to speak to someone and say how you feel. And because again, it might just feel different for you than someone else. Some people might just have a monotone voice and you're like, oh my God, this person is bored with me. And they're like, no, this is how I speak. You know, (laughs) sometimes you have to get past that. Yeah. 
And it's hard for people to know the heart of someone. Well, you'll never know. Well, I think you can. Um, I don't think so. I think you can assume the best, the worst, but I don't think that they know. They know. Um, and you got to take it. You got to take it. Uh, and maybe we shouldn't always assume the worst of people. That's a good start. And, yeah. <laughs> That's a really good start. Because, you know, I, I had a, a girlfriend, I, I was talking about her today. We were like, you know, <laughs> we had both said it, it got to the point with us that we were like in stores like scanning. Who should we be afraid of? Oh, Who you're might? going back to 7-Eleven, Karen. No, we just do it everywhere now. Little radars out. She said, I thought I was the only one doing that. I said, no, me too. So No, I think you should always keep your head on a swivel. Well, yeah, but we got to throttle back a little bit. Oh, it was a little bit too much. Yes, to where it's almost like, and she's more of an activist than me. She would really jump in their face. But, uh, and she said, I really had to throttle back Mm -hmm. because not everybody, not every little old grandma wants to see the Capitol burn down. Some some little old grandma is upset that that happened. Upset that five, now six people have died. Mm. And we just have to, it's like we all got, it's sort of like a hurricane that came through. We all got picked up in it and we're swirling around in that hurricane. And little by little, people are being dropped in unknown areas. <laughs> what are they, going to Emerald City? <laughs> Wish we could. They went to the, the, the world of Oz. The but we're big being tornado. dropped in places, and now you're looking around. Who would? Who are the oddies? Who were the strangers? Instead of taking a, a Cecily Tyson thing and saying, "What can I do where I am?" There's that um, quote that "Where you are, planet bloom." Yes, and I think that's kind of. Um, Stevie Wonder has a song that he's not even singing in the song, but it's one of my favorite songs by him and it's come back to me as a flower. Oh, I don't know that. I probably heard it if I hear it. You want to sing a couple bars? No. Okay. I'll, 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 (laughs) I'll add the link for it, but it's such a pretty, there's a woman singing the song and she's like, and I wish that I could come back as a flower to spread the sweetness of love. Oh, um, so again, where you're That's what we need to do. Yeah, where you're planted bloom. You know, spread sweetness, spread kindness back to last week's episode. Like really try to be a better you. You know, if that's hopefully it's possible. But and however it is, it's not like okay, you have to be X person's best. You have to be your best. You're only in competition. And you'll see a lot of athletes say that. Like, they're like, I'm not competing against this other person. I'm competing against myself. Yeah. So, again, I think that's part of what it is. Do what we can do to improve where we're living. Where you are. Yeah, where you are. Make the world around where you are beautiful so that your sitcom isn't married with children. (laughs) (laughs) Or worse. 
<laughs> or worse. I know. When no one even knows you're on it. Like they're well, who's the star? You're this like show? the mailman in episode three, <laughs> season four. You know, take over your sitcom, be the star, run the show, get things done. Seriously. And, and I, I think that is so, so very important. So when it's all said and done, people will say, Well, they lived a good They did their best. They Remember did their I best. You, I have a thing Taco Take Care Tuesday. Tacos every Tuesday. And I take care of myself a little bit. So I was on the phone with my friend in Hawaii and um, soaking my feet in Epsom salt outside, listening to a podcast that I enjoy. I had got a little drink from the <laughs> the freezer. They're chilling. And the, <laughs> the call hung up and I'm trying to call her back. And why are you laughing, girl? No, go ahead, because this is funny. <laughs> and so I'm there, and I try to call her back, and it's like um, all circuits are busy right now. And I'm like, is this it? Is there like, are they unplugging? <laughs> this is how my brain works. It's, are they unplugging the matrix? Do I need to get my bag? <laughs> <laughs> Is the world coming to an end? <laughs> it was literally my thought. So I call Gail and she picks up and I'm like. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> I call Gail and I'm like, oh, you picked up. So it's, I was just checking and I ran the story and you're like, but I'm in a supermarket. <laughs> I'm like. They were all here. <laughs> no one's gone anywhere. <laughs> and then I came to the realization, and this is how, again, my mind just flipped back to like, oh, okay, all is well. And I was like, but if it did end and things were unplugging before my eyes, how great is it that I'm soaking my feet in the backyard with a drink just chilling, knowing that I'm about to have tacos in a little bit. And I was like, I'm okay if this is it. <laughs> there you go. It's all about your sitcom. I've seen it all. I'm happy with it. Well, you've seen up until that point. So if it's over, you're not seeing anything And else. if I can take the drink with me and it always flows up. <laughs> it always fills up. <laughs> That's like the sign I have in my office. This is, I'm going to slide into heaven, Bible in one hand, martini in the other going, woohoo, what a ride. Seriously. <laughs> so I know, it was just kind of like, it was so funny. Because I was like, is this, oh, okay, well, if it is, it's not that bad. <laughs> like... Well, and my life has come like to a full circle, in a sense. Um, previous lives of mine. I um, lost my home, um, lost all my credit cards. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I wasn't on the street per se, but you know, I was really close to You're it. walking a line. <clears throat> Dipping back and forth. And there is a, um, a song that it actually talks about you know, as a, you know, a believer that you're, you know, God's going to return everything to you. 
that you just have to trust and believe. Even though what you're losing, yes, it, it may be something that you caused it to happen. And if my ex-husband is listening, it was him that I lost my credit cards. But And he knows that. Own it, boo. Go ahead. Look around. People around say, yeah, she right. And kindness, <laughs> Kylie. Kindness, girl. Kindness. Well, it's true though. It's not an untruth. He's so funny. That was him. He um, he literally went into Macy's and told him to take me off my credit card. Take her name off my. Cre- it was my credit card. It was never his. And he they did, because I was a married woman, I guess. And and now he was in charge of my life. I didn't get that. But anyway. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't do that anymore, women. He cannot. Your husband can't go take your credit cards Excuse from you. Excuse me. Anywho. Oh, my goodness. Full circle, gal. Full circle. Digress full circle. again. I know. We digress. There's a song. It says, take it back. And it's everything that the devil stole, God's going to give it back to me. And it's like a, a that's like the verse. A repeat. Yes. And it says, you can't have my joy, you can't have my peace, you can't have my faith. I want everything back. And today in the mail, I got my Macy's card. Look at that. Woohoo! Full circle. <laughs> everything. Yeah, I think if you pay, if you pay attention enough, there, there are signs. Um, part of like, I do, I, like I feel like I'm a little bit psychic. Because I just feel like there are things that I set myself up. There are signs everywhere. And whether or not you pay attention to them or not, it'll come around. Mm-hmm. It'll come around sooner, faster, however. But I think you're, the way you walk through the world, your intentions matter. Um, and you can't keep a bad bitch down. And, like, and for me, it's about can. faith, too. It's about my faith in God that no matter how bad things got, I always believed God is not surprised by where I am. Yeah. I'm surprised. He ain't. He, you know, there's a, there's a window to get out. He never puts you someplace where there's not an out. Mm-hmm. It may not be the out you want. And the longer you fight that out and you don't go the way he wants, go the way he wants, it, it, it's just a flow to it. And I just truly, yeah. truly do believe that. And it's just sometimes you forget and just you're, you're just living life. And today when it came in the mail and I looked at it, it was just such a moment for me mm-hmm. that it was a big deal. Well, good. A little simple thing. And I've learned a lot of lessons about how to handle money. So, uh, and I don't know that I will ever really use it. I just got it. And I might just cut it up and send it back and say thank you. I just real, And I may send Macy's a letter. <laughs> I'm telling them, you know what? This is why I wanted this card. And now I don't. Goodbye. Just because they took my name off of because a man came in there and said he was my husband. They didn't even show no ID and took me off the credit card. How do you do that? Anyway. <laughs> I guess you don't feel a type of way about this. Not at all. <laughs> I, think I, you know, I think I may write him a little letter because then I wasn't into the writing letter mode. Now I am. So, but that. You're so funny. 
that was really, you know, I feel like I'm getting back the things that the devil stole from me. I'm getting them all back Thank and you. more and better. Yeah, I think, again, you got to, you know, when to let go and you, so you got to learn how to trust the process and do a little bit. Again, you are your home. You are the home you or the house. You're the house. Remember that Luther Vandross song, A House Is Not A Home? Yes. See, yes. that one I know. So, again, you are a house, but how do you make yourself a home? So you got to do your home work. Back to you. <laughs> you got to do your homework. You got to do your homework. You got to tend. You got to tend. You got to pay attention. Um... You got to, as you stated, you know, see something outside of yourself, see past differences to see what your similarities are, because we are more alike than we are different. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't know that if you don't have anything to break that train of thought of what you think someone is or who you think someone is. And that's, that only happens when you cross lines and you converse in a way that you said is again not superficial but goes a little bit more in depth of knowing and who it, that person is and it doesn't is. have to be a long conversation that the lady and I at work 10 15 minutes but we both walked away with something really good mhm mm and we both uh, I made her feel better about her moment she she made me laugh you know good. so i mean and that's a moment that I remember, hopefully she does, but it just changes your cycle of that day, of that week. You just need one little thing. And you, or you can, can be that one yeah, little say, thing. And you can be that one little thing to someone else, mm -hmm. you know, so that when it does come for your time, they can say, well, they did their best. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the coolest thing that you could ever want to be remembered for, that you did your best. And I think that's living a full life. I think I, I already told you I had my drink in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm good. I did all I could do. <laughs> so, and you, you kind of have to, you almost have to like, well, you don't have to. And let me not say what people have to do, but I want to. I and wanna... you were, it's like, and you, and your feet were clean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my, my feet were clean. You weren't like my cousin that was on the plane. We thought the plane was going down. She was like, anybody got a breath, man? I can't die and go to heaven with alcohol on my breath. No, I'm going there in hand. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not sharing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my <laughs> cup. My cup runneth over. <laughs> Didn't say ours. <laughs> my cup runneth over. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But that, that was sort of it for me. I think I had a nice week. I really, it was a productive week. I learned a couple things, I've shared a couple things, and I want to keep it going. And I want people who are listening to walk away, if you don't walk away with anything else, walk away with how can I make the moment better for someone else? Mm -hmm. How can I bring in someone else different into my group, in, into my circle? Mm -hmm. 
someone that maybe doesn't look like me, doesn't sound like me? How can I, if they're not already there, and if they are, bring some more. Yeah. You know, widen your circle with people. Let them see your kindness because that's the thing. Let that be the common thread that goes through the world and not hatred. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And again, back to the research of last week, when you see other people be kind, it makes you kind and want to be kind and just. So the more we can um, be mindful and be kind to other people, no matter what it is, I think it's the better. If we can all do that as something that we do and not for a cookie or anything, but just kind of like the persona of like, if you can mm -hmm. envelop it into one of your facets of who you are. And you might That's encourage somebody to do something in the positive. You might be that person that changes them from going the wrong way to the right way mm -hmm. to something that's a more positive instead of a negative thing, have them go towards a positive thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we really do touch people more than we know. Yeah. You know, that's like when you cut in front of somebody and you, you know, you've done the right thing. You put your blinker and everything, wave your hand in your car. Like, Hey, you know, in a way it's like for a second you think, Oh, well, that was nice. Do I know them? So you're not thinking about trying to run them over and spit on them. Okay. Yeah. yeah personal experience, but I didn't spit. Somebody spit on my car, but that's another story. Okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> All right. So are we at the point where we're doing the self-care? Yes. All right. So Is this it is my Martha? week. Oh, my God, Gail. No, I thought you did it this you last did it week. last week. Who did it last week? You did it last week. And what was it? I don't know. No, you did it last week. I didn't do it last week. I did the topic last week. Okay, so. this is the way. Okay, for the listeners. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> for the listeners and Gail, we're going to just set this straight. <laughs> we're going to give y'all the format of Wait, how things let are. Let me write this down. Okay. When it's my, when it's, who has the topic? When also it's your has topic, that. you have the gratefulness as well. <laughs> the, I go first. With the gratefulness, yes. Okay. And then the other person does the self-care. And then we yeet on them. Little... I just thought that last <laughs> week, because I mentioned Cynthia and I gave her the package of the salt for her feet. Okay. But yeah, that was you. No, but I didn't. But know I was that. talking about kindness and that was your thing. Oh, maybe you that's where that got that. in there. Okay. Okay. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> and I had a kind, I had a, a, a health tip, but go ahead. I'll save it for next there week. There you go. I'll save it. It's, it's Gail's turn next week, y'all. So oh, oh, it's a good one. Come back. All right. <laughs> so, my self-care tip is accountability. And when I say accountability is, for me, I have been doing yoga i told myself i would do yoga with a, a challenge um of 30-day yoga every day so my accountability portion of it is if i don't do it i have to give gail and alina a dollar 
But you know, now that you mention it, what kind of, are you just like doing a stretch? No, there's a, a, a challenge. It's yoga with Adrian. And so she's a big YouTuber that does yoga. So she has this 30 day oh, challenge okay. that I'm doing. Because like, now that you mention it, if it's a dollar, are you sitting there just stretching and going yoga? No, 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 no. I do the challenge with Downward her. dog and we're done. No, no, no. And I did yoga today at the park as well. Um, but yeah, so I already did my yoga for the day. Anywho, um, so part of it is that, you know, we're loss averses. People don't want to lose things. So for me to be able, and I mean, I enjoy it. I like it. But for me to be able to not give you guys a dollar, part of me does it. So I don't give you guys a dollar. Oh, okay. It's not like we see her do it. Alina does. You can ask her. Okay. She won't be here for the next couple of days. So who's watching? No, no, no. I don't need to see you do yoga. I'm good. I could put on a show, girl. No. <laughs> I'm good. I got all the gear and I don't do it anymore. But yes, <laughs> so I'd say find an accountability partner. You know, someone that you can check in with. It doesn't have to necessarily be a dollar, but someone that you guys have a goal or if you have a goal and you're like, look, if I don't do this, like... I got to give you $5 or something like that. And that might motivate you in the beginning. Money necessarily isn't always a motive, but in the beginning, sometimes it is. It's like giving a child a cookie. I would just pay you the dollar and not do it. <laughs> Get 20 bucks and I got 20 days. No yoga. I know, right? I'm like, girl, I need my money. I need my monies. So that wouldn't that wouldn't work for me. I need my money, but yeah, for me it's it's a it's about that stick, the carrot and the stick, where I'm just like, oh no, I can't me give my money just cause a dollar. So that is my like a gift card, you know. No, I'm not giving a yeah. dollar. That so I just me. plan on doing this for thirty. Days. But that's pretty good. Yeah, and you're right, having somebody that you can share that with. And, and and to be encouraging and also hold you accountable. Yeah. When you hold yourself accountable, because I think it matters that you share things that you want to accomplish with other people, especially people you trust. So it might not be something where you, you're paying a dollar, but if there's someone that you trust and someone that's happy for you, you know, share that with them so they can cheerlead you on. I think that's another thing that might help as well. Hmm. That is, that's a good health tip. So, fine. in other words, don't do life alone. Oh, well, look at that. Yes, I wasn't that deep in, but look at you, Gail. I hear that in church every Sunday. Oh, let's look at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do life alone. Well, all right. <clears throat> Thank you for listening. Be sure to like us, share with your friends, listen as a group. Have a podcast party. Too much? No, I'm okay with them having a podcast party. We should do like a podcast party where we're like, we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we hit a year mark. We'll I know. We'll do a live one. Um, oh my God. On okay, Facebook. let's talk about that. Because right. I have Facebook. All right. I'll stream it on IG. Woo. All right. So, <laughs> as always, Thank you guys and girls and everyone in between um, for listening to us and be safe, be well, be easy, by easy, be blessed.
And Alina's with her dad. Yeah. So I do miss her today. So in normally I would send a carrier pigeon. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll do it for her. My baby. Yeet. All right. Bye. Bye.